0: cup and welcome to another episode here for the Funky report. It's slightly past Monday, and you know what it means MMA Monday. What happened in the media Mo- uh, Monday wise? See, <laughs> I'm so tired. MMA wise, um, how did the media cover certain aspects? How did fighters' promotions use the media? And of course, also as always, the one championship breakdown. All right, so not because I'm sponsored by one championship, but because I think there are so many breakdown shows about the UFC and and so I'm just focusing on one. And for all the other promotions, I just talk about how the media is being used and should be used and so on. Because again, that's usually what I work with every day. Okay, let's jump right into it because there's so much to talk about yet. Not that much to talk about. Why? Because, well, the UFC was And with the main event falling out, double eh. Here, also, already, by the way, media usage terrible. Was just like, oh, we think ah, uh, Derek Lewis fight is off, and no, the Derek Lewis fight is off, and that's, that's it. How do you communicate? You're so good at, at like all those pay-per-views and stuff, and, but but this, the way they communicated it, like oh by the way, it's off. It's it's terrible. It's just terrible. They should have explained like what, why, when, how, um, what they're gonna do now, how Derek Lewis is doing. Um, maybe people are concerned about Derek Lewis because people like Derek Lewis. So um, the UFC is only good at using media when they really want to, um, but when they have to improvise or I don't know things not having ha- not having them planned out well, it seems like it's not their forte. Um, so if you need someone that is better with media, you'll see, um I'll send you some of my students. I don't even mean to like say that I would do it. I'll send you some of my students who will who will gladly uh, help you there if you pay them well enough. That is, of course. Um, listening to Paulo Costa yesterday on Submission Radio, apparently the UFC doesn't pay well. <laughs> I'm kidding, right? I mean, every every fighter who's at the end of a contract says that. Um, okay, so that's it. Um, main event was fun-ish, I guess. The Vanessa was great again. Um... Yeah, so it it was a f- fun enough event, nothing to write home about. Though the next one seems to be better. Uh, actually, pretty good card for a fight night, so we will definitely talk about this. In regards to the next one, of course, uh, it's again, it's a fight night, uh, so no one's really caring in terms of media usage, unfortunately. But luckily... The two main eventers, they care and it's a good thing. Kevin Holland versus Wonderboy, Steven Thompson. And they both put stuff out on the media all the time. I mean, Stephen Thompson with his Technique Tuesdays, the breakdowns and everything. I don't like his podcast. It's a bit lame, says the guy with the lame podcast. Um, it's also maybe because like his brother doesn't have like that, that brother-in-law brother, right? It has, has that, that energy I, that I, that I'm expecting, I think. But, um, other than that, his video stuff is great. Uh, kevin holland always somewhere anyways um i'm also not a biggest fan of his podcast also maybe because of the co-host there um but i now just came together they did a podcast together they're gonna fight each other and they do, did a podcast together that's cool that's all right if the, your personalities match and stuff put your names out there by yourself so that's a good job Stephen thompson kevin holland that's how you do it if the ufc doesn't do it you do it i like it good job um, otherwise, media wise, this week I think there wasn't really that much to write home about again. Um, Chandler was on Ariel again. Um, and Michael Chandler is just great with the words and you, how to use the media, of course. Like It's motivational stuff, always has the right things. Talks about his sons, uh, blah, 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 blah. Boring because he's just too perfect. <laughs> uh, if you want to copy someone, copy Michael Chandler, right? Yeah, of course. Um, calling out Connor again and again and again. Um, now, even if you're losing, um, so he's he's doing the, the the right thing in terms of media usage, uh, where to appear, how to appear, how to utilize it, and so on. See you at the top. Uh, then we had Bellator. Ooh, I'm, I'm 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 actually talking about Bellator. We had Bellator. I'm only talking about it because Usman Numa uh is the champion. He's now t- two hundred thousand to zero or something. Um, then Numa is running MMA um congratulations uh, we're not reviewing the fights here even so it's Bellator. and no one watches anyways but uh yeah so <laughs> media wise i'm not sure i think bellator just tries too hard to hatch themselves to khabib same there's something that one does though there was like one fighter from from khabib's um stall gym uh, and they're also like, oh, that's from K- that's Khabib's guy. Uh, yeah. um, Islam Makachev is here to corner him. So uh, they're trying to hatch their wagons too much to the UFC, I believe. Like, just build them by yourself. Um, but and then he FaceTimes Khabib. I mean, yeah, it's cute, but it's also a little bit like, uh, I know what you're doing. Um, so try to be your own person. Try to build your own brand. That goes for Bellator and one as well as for the mm-hmm. fighters, don't just hatch yourself to to Khabib. Even though Khabib was awesome, but uh, don't just do that. Um, main event: um, Vadim Nemkov um, rolls, not rolls. It was a fight, but I mean, Corey Anderson didn't have really a chance there. Um, Media wise, Vadim Nemkov not doing much. Obviously, unfortunately, learn some more English, man. Um, and I, I, I hate to say that as a, as a non-native speaker myself, or, like, actually, maybe I'm the one who can say that because I'm a non-native English speaker, but, and as you can hear, I still have an accent, but at least you can you can verbalize what you're feeling. Like, so, dude, Vadim, all the other foreign fighters do that. I mean, you've seen it with, like, with like money Moicano on Ariel on, like, this past Monday, I think. Like, it was hilarious. Like, Moicano wants money. Now that he speaks English, perfect. The guy's money, the guy... <laughs> The guy's on fire, so do that. Yeah, same thing with Paulo Costa. If you learn it, then people will come to you. Like Paulo Costa, one of the most liked fighters right now. Who would have thought that? Like, awesome. Um, so unfortunately, you have to learn the language of the, the country that your promotion is in. For example, yeah. makes just sense, I think. Okay, if you do that, you can hopefully carve your path um, that you that you're going to be taking. Um, by yourself and now speaking of paths that we're taking let's talk about one championship as well they have two events again which I appreciate because they had the uh, on Prime event Prime video event um, it's always for the US market so it's always like very early here in Thailand it starts very early and goes until like maybe 10am or so um and then they have a, an event in the evening again for for the Asian audience let's talk about one on prime f- no yeah let's talk about one on prime for the one that most of you might have seen uh, if if you're into one we had the uh, main event between Khamriya and Abasov and Christian Lee Abasov missed weight uh, before so they already stripped him of the title um so he wasn't eligible to win it, but if he would won, a, won the match, he would have been the number one contender. Christian Lee is the champion of the lower weight class. He moved up to welterweight uh, to take on upper of The first time ever I saw Christian Lee without a six-pack uh, due to the muscles, the weight that he put, uh, put on. Um, and Usually Christian Lee comes out out like a batter of hell, like just goes for it. this case, Appasov came out like crazy and put it on Christian Lee and, and had him in all sorts of trouble. He had him wobbled real bad. If Mark Goddard was the, was the ref and, and not Herb Dean, Goddard might have stopped it already. And I'm not saying Goddard stops fights too early. I'm just saying Herb Dean let this run out like it was, I mean it was the right call in the end, so well done, Herb Dean. So he's seen enough, I guess, to to let Christian Lee continue, but man, he seemed, he seemed in all sorts of trouble, and basically out on his feet, and stumbling backwards against the cage, like, oh God, that looked terrible, that looked like, almost like the first one that Angela Lee was in. Um, But yeah, so again, the Lee thing, fighting through it, so um, good job. And yeah, eventually taking it to Abbasov, and Abbasov was gassing so bad. He had his hands on his hips in between. Oh, God, that was terrible. Like, I don't know what the game plan was. It wasn't like, okay, I missed weight so much. I'm uh, totally out of shape for some reason. Let's just that's just swing for the fences the first five minutes and then just hope I get him. Because afterwards, I mean, he was still dangerous. He was still swinging, but, but he clearly had nothing left in the tank. And so Christian Lee outpaced him eventually um and then cruise to a to a u d victory um no it did was it a u d victory no it was a it was a it was a it was t k o wasn't it i'm sorry already yeah i i remember Herb Dean stepping and see I, it's so many fights the on one championship but yes, when once Christian Lee took over then um he was also gas, he was also tired AF. Um, but he was still hitting the better shots. He was hitting it while he was landing while Abasov wasn't landing much anymore. Um it was only only the danger of can he connect with a power shot um after he like had his hands on his hips for a while and like, like, throwing something again. Um so yeah, then the, oh yeah, then, then actually Herpine had to 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 uh, step in and stop it. So, yeah, congratulations, Christian Lee, double champ. I'm not sure how he does against, like, someone that's actually fit. Uh, that was <laughs> embarrassing. I'm sorry, was a, of course he would kick my ass, but it was embarrassing for, like, a reigning defending champion um, to to look, like, out of shape like this. Um, uh, Christian Lee would also be in better shape. I mean, he wants, if he sticks to that weight class now or, I don't know, maybe Maybe it's going to get easier if he does it more often. I don't know. Uh, but uh, he'll probably also optimize his training, I hope, because, like, again, he didn't look like the Christian Lee that we know. Like, he wasn't in that great of a shape. And, of course, it's because he put on weight and muscles and so on. But maybe he'll get used to it or maybe they find a better way to train for that or something if they take more time or something. Then he hopefully will be as explosive as he is in the wel- the, the weight class below. Now, congratulations, Christian Lee. That was a very, very intense, a very, very leaf fight. <laughs> very intense. Um, okay, then the co main event was uh, Rod Tang Iron Man Chitmanong versus Joseph Lasiri, champion versus champion. Joseph Siri came up the weight class to face Rod Tang. It's kind of funny because Joseph Lasiri looked actually bigger than Rod Tang, but Joseph Lasiri still is the champion in the weight class below Rod Tang. Was interesting. Uh, so yeah, Siri I think strawweight champion. It was it was a flyweight uh, flyweight championship bout, and yeah, it was just, just panned out the way everyone expected it to pan out, like Rotteng walking him down, the side, not really doing much. He was landing a few shots. He, he bruised Rotteng over the left eye, which is something not everybody can do. But other than that, he was just on his on his bicycle the whole time. Rotteng was even made, I think third round onwards, Rotteng was making fun of him. It was like just walking around. he was, dan- was dancing around, was like imitating like Leseri, being scared, running away mid-fight. Um, he was calling him out, like to come to the middle and just fight. Uh, Rotting was only chasing him down the whole time. Um, Lassie landed a few, like I said, a few shots, a few teeps, and so on, which was nice. But other than that, it was all Rotang. It was just just one way traffic. <laughs> um, we had Bibiano Fernandez also then um, versus Stephen Loman. Where Stephen, like I said earlier, unfortunately, uh, I, I'm all for Bibiano Fernandez, uh, but uh, I, yeah, Stephen Loman was on, on a on a run, more or less, and yeah. unfortunately, I saw it going that way. And Stephen Loman took took the UD here. Uh, we had Cosmo Alexander in his retirement fight, um, and he gets the knockout win over Juan Cervantes. and then then retires, which is just a, the perfect ending, of course, for Cosmo Alexander, like an OG in the Muay Thai game. He was fighting here in Thailand, like like forever ago, like the King's tournament and things like this. So he's he's a if you're only known for the Sage North cut knockout, like he's a Muay Thai legend before he moved into MMA a little bit and then now retired on in this Muay Thai fight. Um, so yeah, Cosmo Alexander, like congratulations to a career, man. You're, you're a legend dude. Like an OG, um, was, was fun watching him one more time and winning one more time. I, I didn't enjoy that. And we had a brutal stoppage by Kim J. Wong against the former contender, Kevin Belling, you know, how the mighty have fallen. Um, yeah, so there, there, there was no discussion. Um Kim un just put it on Kevin You, He went to the ground, he followed up with shots, and then that that, that was that. An the lead card just very quickly because I, I announced it in the in the preview show basically, we had Jonathan Haggerty versus Vladimir Kuzmin. Um Haggerty got the uh, made majority decision in this case. Um that was a bit uninspired to be honest. I expected more from Haggerty. I know he's kicking my ass. I'm just saying, like, usually you have, like, those expectations for Jonathan Haggerty fights. In this case, didn't didn't really pan out the way I expected it to be. Um, we had Daniel Kelly, um, of course, winning um, in round one against Maria Moljanova, And now Angela Lee said she would sub and Daniel Kelly. So now they're thinking of, about, like, a super grappling fight between Angela Lee and Daniel Kelly. A- anything to not have Angelique fight MMA again. <laughs> and in the opening bout, we had Liam Nolan versus uh, Eddie Abbasolo. And that was actually a fun, funnish fight to watch, like a little bit back and forth, but then Liam Nolan um, clearly took the UD. And I think there's no controversy, obviously, if you've seen the fight. So that was, that, that was, it was a fun card. Overall, like, again, uh, one championship besides being like totally... Um, fishy when it comes to their finances and, and, and to their weird hydration slash weight tests. Um, otherwise, the cards are fun. <laughs> See, I'm not just hating. The cards are fun. And the card that came afterwards, um, the the evening card for uh, uh, Asia time, was also fun. It was um, headlined by Nihiroki Akimoto, the Bantamweight Kickboxing World Champion against Patch Patch Fergus, which is someone who might, you might not have known. You think, like, oh, a new TIE fighter? No, an uh, old TIE fighter uh, Pet Janong is 37, I believe. Um, the Thai fighter with the most fights of all the fighters right now, 400-something professional fights, the uh, most experienced fighter in the world, that's how they called him. And um, he put it on Akimoto. Like, and he just stuck to his game plan. It was beautiful. It was just just fantastic game plan. Like Akimoto, the, the young, shredded machine from Japan, like, yeah, let's go. And Pet Petronong, like the 37-year-old, also well in shape, but you can see that he's like not the 20-something-year-old with a six-pack. And he he just stuck to his game plan like perfectly. He was just keeping the guy away. Then a step through knee few jabs, step through knee, kick, 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 step through knee, kick, 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 step through knee, step through knee, step through, like, the same. Every time, like, Akimoto came in, he would land a step through knee and then, like, to just, would just hammer that left kick to, to, to the right side of Akimoto. Like, round two and Akimoto's right side was so red, It looked worse than in any movie. Like, ridiculous. So, props to Akimoto for, like hanging in there until the end but it was a clear and how this ended up to be a split decision is a disgrace one championship your judges disgraceful once again this was a clear shutout you could say maybe 4-1 and not 5-0 but but that was ridiculous like this is a split decision ridiculous like ridiculous. that just shows like that the judges are clearly paid off ridiculous um co many was Roman Krulier versus Irash Asis-Poor. Um, uh Yeah, Asispoor, like had it was for the heavyweight heavyweight kickboxing world championship. Such a long word. Um, Krulier won the world cup, <laughs> whatever they call it, before. So th- to get the shot at the world championship, and Asispoor like was like all, yeah, I'm good. he's not a good fighter, blah blah. Um, once they were in there it just looks like the machine like that yeah and Asispo just looks like a heavyweight and Asispo rocked him early on you're like oh what what's happening but after that it was just Kruglia and he TKO'd him in round two so um, (laughs) congratulations Roman Kruglia that was the the setback in the early stages of round one but after that it was pretty dominant uh, so that, that looked very well um what was really sad was that then Khabib's protege, Saigit Isakagmaev, um demolished Shinya Yoki and it was that was just I mean, they didn't even look like they belong in there together. Not because of the skill set, maybe, but also like age-wise, physique-wise. So what they're doing to Shinya Yoki right now is just ridiculous. But I mean, Shinya Yoki says yes to everything apparently, but that was just ridiculous. They, They did not look like they should be in there together. I felt really bad watching Shinya Yoki getting demolished like that. It was really, really, really sad. Um, what was not said was Yushin um, Okami versus Ong Lan Sang. Ong Lan Sang, the Burmese python um, fighting out of Killcliffe FC um, with Henry Hooft. Henry Hoof was there too. And Ong Lan Sang was like vintage Ong Lan Sang. It was great. Um, so he got the win, um, TKO stoppage. And then afterwards, Henry Hoofd had like a picture of Rumble Johnson, who passed away, that just passed week right, and and Ongla was holding it up, like doing the same pose that Rumble Rumble used to do. That was pretty touching, actually. So that was, that was well done and well deserved, and and a great gesture by by Team Killcliffe FC. Um, so that was nice to see. Appreciate. Also nice to see Henry Hooft being being there at one event. It was that was pretty nice um, to see there. All right, I don't go through the whole card now but I think that, that's the most important or most exciting event if fights on the card otherwise again a, a nice card not as good as the one uh, the prime one but still a nice card and the next one is in like nine days or so so we still have have a week uh, to go before we do another breakdown for one championship um, one thing I have to say though uh, so while the quality of the event and stuff is always great at one championship um, the media from a fighter's point of view, there is still there isn't, there isn't much. Like the only one who's putting stuff out there is Mighty Mouse by himself, I think. Other than that, I do follow lots of them, and lots of them are just posting training videos and stuff. And guys, girls, people, fighters that won championship. Think about building your brand. You're not even earning as much as a UFC fighter, I guess. Like depending, like who you are, of course. Mighty Mouse probably earns more, but other than that, think about your brands, man. You you you, you can't be doing this forever, so start creating content that that engages people like i just followed a few few people from the lead card uh, to check them out and they have less followers than me like guys how that's that's not okay so please work on that and if you need help especially one one like i know it sounds like cocky to assume that fighters athletes would, would listen to this podcast but just in case this pops up somewhere here around asia even and if you're a fighter at one championship and you need help with your communication and your marketing and whatnot just drop me a line i'm not even kidding funkypod at funkypod on on socials funkypod at gmail.com or find my personal information um you can see it everywhere get in touch I'll make it i'll make it a uni project i'll have i'll have a student intern for you or something they're happy to to do some real work um with people that they like uh they're fo- affordable still. I mean, I won't fair pay, but still affordable. And they're going to create a cool strategy for you. So, like, by the off chance of that feel free to reach out because what's happening right now is not that impressive, unfortunately. And in 10 years or so, you're done. So, all right. For those listening to podcast, I was pointing at the camera saying get in touch okay that's enough for this week's uh, MMA Monday uh, we have to upload it so that, that you can actually listen to it um, and watch it now because hey videos on uh, Spotify who, who didn't want that <laughs> uh, as always thanks for joining don't forget to like share subscribe to this thing um, rate the podcast if possible so we can reach a bigger fighting audience and as always stay safe take care and don't forget to keep your guard up Saudi Cup I'm gonna i